Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Hey, Scoob Believers. If you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen, trying to figure out my analytics of all my social medias, just driving me crazy. I found the perfect solution. Elementary Analytics. That's right, Elementary Analytics. Now I can get all my social medias from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter and even all my analytics for my Google and my website all in one spot, all in one screen. Can you believe it? Oh, No more searching all over the place to find the one or two things you need to know that's working in your social medias. Go to toepodcast.net backslash EA to get a free trial of elementary analytics. 14 days and we won't even ask you for a credit card. Check it out now. That's toepodcast.net backslash EA. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 14. You know, kind of like how many days it is between each episode. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoobalievers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello, Scuba Leavers, and welcome to an amazing episode number 14. Uh, let me just take a quick second here and just say how much I'm really enjoying this adventure that I'm taking with you all. And thank you so, so much for just all the support that I've had up to this point. It's been just an amazing thing. So up to this point, we are now starting to interview and have uh, different types of interviews. This one in particular is going to be just amazing. We're doing our very first follow-up six-month approximately, like I'm going to say in the program here, follow-up with an amazing gentleman, one of my really good friends that I have kind of taken the adventure with, and uh, I'm just actually what I'm going to do here is just go through and just go ahead and start the episode here and let you figure out who it's going to be. So without further ado, here we go. Salutations, Scoob Believers, and welcome to the very first follow-up interview. That's right, it's been approximately six months since we've last talked to this person. And believe it or not, it is Philip Hughes. That's right. Hi, Philip. Hi, Jesse. How are you? 
Great. It's so great to talk to you again. I've got a lot of stuff going on in the last couple of months. I've been kind of following you on your podcast, which I have mentioned several times, trying to because <laughs> I like it so much because it kind of follows you. So, but I do have one very serious question to ask you. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you still a school believer? Yes, of course I'm a school believer. One sin, never out. That's what I say. Nice. That's great. Thank you so much for continuing to be a school believer. <laughs> no problem. All right. So it's been a little while since we talked to you. So we're going to kind of do a quick thing here. If you could just go ahead and remind us of who you are and what your entrepreneur adventure is. Yeah. So my name's Phil Hughes. Um, and my entrepreneur adventure started probably uh, getting on for a decade ago now, more than a decade, um, which has led me to where I am now, which I run a software product called Elementary Analytics, which um, helps people easily bring the marketing data together, your data together, and uh, allows them to see whether what things are working well and how they can grow the business using the website traffic and social media. All right, that's great. And I've actually I've used your product. I love your product. And if anybody has listened to my podcast up to this point, I, I it's just amazing. It's really good. So, oh, thank you, Jesse. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So up to this point, from the last interview that we had, the last podcast we had, what major changes have had, let me say that again, what major changes have happened from the last interview to now? Oh, um, how long have you got? Um, <laughs> Give me your like top three. So, so top three. So yeah. um, I think one of the things that I really struggled with and I think other people may have this as well, is if you, if you if you sort of, your target market, the people you're niching down to, you, I had sort of like four, maybe five I could target, and they were all competing for my attention. I didn't know where, where to focus my attention on which group to try and get the product out to. And a lot of my time was spent, I think, going after the wrong people and not really having a lot of focus. So that was something that, um, I sorted out also the pricing model as well to try and cover different sorts of categories and people and get people on the product. Um, I had an interesting conversation with a lady actually who I showed her the product. She wanted to start using it and I told her the price and she went, that's far too low. I'd never use you. So I actually literally had to change the pricing model to have like an enterprise grade model. So that's been sort of from the sort of marketing standpoint, a lot of work's gone on the product from a lot of feedback from people again is there was a few gaps in the product in terms of sort of paid advertising tracking. So to be able to track Facebook ads and Google ads, we didn't have that in the product. So that's been coming in. So we got that out just before Christmas um, in 2021. So that's the sort of the, the top two. And then, yeah, so thirdly, just sort of focus on marketing, I think. A lot of developers who start their own software products, they say, do marketing 50% of the time and do development 50% of the time. And I've really struggled getting that balancing act. So for me, I've gotten focused, like I said, on the development. And now the biggest change will be, right, here's the marketing effort I'm going to do for X number of time and see where we go from there. So I think that's more of a mindset thing than anything with the product that, that's happened. Right, right. Yeah, you know, it's amazing to me how... Price point is really a big key when it comes to something like this. Uh, the perception of somebody that you, you want to, you don't want to scare them away with the high price, but at the same time, you don't want to have the perception of a of a mediocre product because it's the price is so low. So 
you want to that price when you raise that price up there, they think, oh, this is a really higher quality product because this it costs this much. You know, it's a difference between buying Levi jeans and buying, you know, like Walmart jeans. You know, the Levi jeans are more expensive, but they're higher quality product. And that even though they're almost the exact same jeans, it, it kind of gives that perception of it's a higher quality. And I'm glad you did that, actually. I saw you do that. So <laughs> Yeah, so that's yeah, that, 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 was a, that was a real challenge because I think what I tried to differentiate myself is because um, I'm trying to make the product as simple and as accessible for people with the stats. I wanted to do that with a pricing model, but yeah, I just I just found out so early exactly what you said is is it just that the perception was just just not there, just not there. They just wouldn't wouldn't even entertain it, and it was a very strange one as well because the lady who, who sort of really said that she wouldn't use me, she'd been looking at a competitor the day before. And it was astro- astronomical the amount they were charging, and she said that their, your, their software isn't as good as yours. So it was it was almost like ten times the price of what I was charging, but not as good. So I was like, right, I'm, I'm definitely got to got to sort this out and and try and give sort of three tier pricing and the top price just be a lot more expensive for people. Right, and that, the uh, quality of the client too will be a lot different. Because, you know, yeah, they, if they're, yeah, if they're paying a little bit more, you know, they're going to invest more and be more into the product um, than somebody that, you know, spends just a little bit. Oh, it's just a couple of dollars. That's fine. If it goes away, it goes away. No big deal. You know, but somebody that invests a higher amount of money is going to want to use the product because they're investing into that particular product. So, yeah. And it's better for you. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so that's awesome. I think. Yeah. So going, going on to that. Sorry, the, that price point. So. To, to say when it's better for you, just as an example. Um, so a lot of the, the because it's still for like a side hustle to, well, not a side hustle, but it's still a side project for me at the minute. Mm-hmm. I was actually taking a lot of money out of my own pocket every month to fund the start, to, to fund things. And I got my first enterprise customer in November and it was just a complete switch. All my, all my expenses are now covered just from that one customer running the software product all the supporting material and the other customers I've got as well. So it's just been a big swing from being self-funded to actually technically profitable now. So doing that that high price point, if anyone wants to kind of test that, it, the rewards and the sort of switching how you can step up has just been been massive for me in the space of a few months. All right. Well, congratulations on that, Philip. That's awesome. All right. So what has been your actual most memorable experience that's happened over the last six months or so? I know that you've had a lot going on and it sounds like you've already had one major one, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. in that, in that space and time has something kind of stuck out in your mind. That's been the most memorable experience. Um, oh, this is a tough one again. I love your questions, Jesse. They're always tough. <laughs> um, and I, and we, we always chatted beforehand about, do you want to see the questions before? And I was like, no, I'd, I'd rather, just go, go, go into it. Um, I think going to the context of getting that first enterprise customer, <laughs> it's a really hard one to describe. So I, like I said at the intro, I've, had, I've done this for about a decade. I've got other sort of things, other projects going on that, that's not really my focus. And what happened in November is one of the side projects that I've not been looking at kind of took off. I ended up getting like 10, 12 customers in the space of a few days. The problem was it was all scam scam artists and spammers. So I made the decision to shut that product off completely. Um, and that was kind of 
a space of sort of a, a 10 day period and I didn't didn't see anything else while I was doing that switching over trying to get rid of move content over to my personal blog and the problem is now because you're when you've got like Facebook pages and all these things you're supporting material for your product there's a lot to switch off it and try and take down so I actually missed the enterprise customer signing up it was they signed up smacking in the middle of me actually going odd like panic mode and, and seeing all that so oh. <laughs> all of a sudden so then I had like a few days to kind of slow down again and then I logged into my Stripe account and saw that I had this pot of money and I was like I don't even know where that's come from so that was um I think yeah that's been the big one I think another big milestone I think because yeah the 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 just the the focus I think um switching this other product off wasn't I didn't see it as a bad thing actually I saw it as a good thing and I think something I've really struggled with is tinkering with other other products so I think for anyone out there and and that's got multiple things, I think you've just got to focus on one thing. So it's given me capacity to focus on elementary analytics and try and get that really, instead of all these other distractions, really get that going. And I think that's been the the, the big things, the, the realisation of focus and actually getting that enterprise customer has been a real sort of a switch up, especially over the past three months, three months or so. I've, re- I've actually written a thing, you like your quotes and everything. So... The word focus actually stands for follow one course until success. Yes, I've so said I've that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I nicked it off um, John, D. L- John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneurs on Fire. He says it a lot. Yeah, so that's I've actually where I got the, that from. On my whiteboard. Yeah, that's yeah. where I got so that. So I've written that on my whiteboard. Yeah, cool <laughs> saying. That's great. But yeah, having that focus is really important. I mean, if you have three or four or five things going at once, you kind of like, okay, I got to go over here. Okay, I got to work on this over here. And then you're starting to accomplish almost nothing. Or just if you do accomplish something, it's really super slow because you're only getting little bits at a time. You take that one thing that's making the most progress and go with it. And I, I, I remember listening to you on your podcast, how you had to shut. I don't know if that's the same thing you're talking about, but you had to shut that down. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and I, and I had to agree with you, that probably was the smartest thing for you to do at that particular point, because you have all these other things going on and you got to have that, that momentum for that one particular thing that's going to help you the most. So good kudos to you, my friend. That's awesome. All right. So um, on kind of a personal type of level, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but on a personal type of kind of level, what changes have you seen in yourself uh, over the last, uh, since the last time we talked? Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff about mindset and mentality, actually. And I think um, you kind of don't realise, I just, I always wondered as well if I was doing some sort of self-sabotaging and, and things like that. Um, and I actually work with someone who does, like goes, I don't want to go too deep into what my discovery was, but she kind of helped me go through and sort of see if I had any blockers around money and, and, and things like that and wealth and success and to see if, Anything like that, it, it, it was really blocking me. So I've just been looking at things from that sort of level of more internally to say, okay, getting a lot of good feedback. You may be not progressing as you want. Is it something internally instead of externally? So like pointing the finger at myself and saying, right, what well, what is it? And I've always, we're chatting on the first episode about all the books that we all like and everything. Right. And I, I'm, a, I'm a big, big reader. And what I've done recently, instead of reading a lot of business books, I've read a few books, um, The Power of the Subconscious Mind and, and things like that. So I think for me, it's been a real sort of a mindset switch, belief, and really working on, right, I can actually achieve this and, and been 
So I've quite disciplined in how I actually talk to myself instead of going, oh, that's failed, that's not worked. Um, oh, it's never going to work. It's kind of like, don't say them things. It's like, right, okay, what have I learned from this experience? What's that bit? Uh, and sort of the, the, having sort of like an abundance mindset. And I think going back to switching that other project off, it just, I felt relieved because it, I just felt I had an abundance of other things to work on. And I think that instead of feeling down about it, because I've been working so hard on my mindset, my mindset was, oh, great, this opens up so many other doors then. Oh, no, not another thing. I've got to switch off another failure. So I think working on that for six months has been um, something that I've been personally trying to do, yeah. Good, that's good stuff. Have you uh, read the book Flow? I've not, no. Okay, so uh, I can't remember the name of the title or the author right now, but it actually goes into, and this is what happens to me too, a lot of time when I'm doing my editing in my podcast and things of that nature, you get into this um, mindset where you start losing track of time, you lose track of hunger, and you just really get bared down into the thing that you're into most. Like I'll, I'll start editing uh, a podcast and like two hours will go by, I'll, it'll be done. But like I missed lunch, um, had no <laughs> idea how much time actually went by to me. It only felt like a few minutes that I look up and two hours is gone. That's called flow. Uh, and I think that would actually help you learning about flow and where where your flow actually is to be the most progressive for what you're doing. Um, so I would definitely look into that. I'll send you a, I'll send you a picture cool. of it. That way you can see what the cover looks yeah, cool. like. And I'll have it in the show notes too. So yeah, I, that, I, that would be really good for you. So um, on a professional level, what has changed since we talked last? What do you think? I think sort of my skill levels going up in terms of like marketing and, and, and things that um, I want to work on. So instead of like being a developer and going, oh, well, I've never done this before. I've never done that before. I'm trying to get better at things like copywriting, building sales funnels, marketing, blogging, creating ads, um, being more active on social media. So I think that sort of professional level of, you know, working on the website as well and looking at the messaging of what the website's saying and, and, and not sticking it, saying, right, that's done now. It'd be a case of, right, let's revisit it. Um get better at that sort of things. Like, for example, I'm going through a thing that's been, I think I started it in um, October or so. So Seth Gordon, I don't know if I mentioned Seth Gordon on the last podcast. So he does a thing called the marketing seminar. So I've been actually going through the marketing seminar, which is kind of like a four or five month course um, to get better on my marketing skills. So I think that side of, of the professional side of it in terms of all the other things that you need to to, to, to get things moving I've been focusing on and trying to implement as the best I can as well to go, right, I've learned this over here. Let's get that on the website. Or I remember reading this book about sales funnels. Let's try a sales funnel and see, see how that works and helps the business. So I think that's that's the professional side of it. Get, getting actually getting it out there to the world, I think, is the 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 thing that I've been trying to focus on and, and, and push and be, be more professional at. That's great. You know, and if you've listened to any of my podcasts, self-education is probably one of the most important things that I try to talk about when it comes to entrepreneurship and things of that nature. And it sounds like uh, you're doing something that I heard is called on-time learning, where you're learning things as you go along. That's the most important that you know that that once you learn that, it's going to propel you forward into the next level. So taking that class, what do you know the name of that class that Seth Godin's put out? Yeah, it's called the Marketing Seminar. The marketing seminar. All right. I think you have to keep an eye out for it because I think what they do, they'll open it up for say a month and then you'll sign up and then that that sort of 
block of education works and they kind of like close it down and then they'll do it again. So I don't know how many they do a year, but yeah, it's not, a, it's not an ongoing thing. It's, it's kind of like a proper semester that they'll, they'll do with you. So. So it's an open and close type of. Uh... It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay to do that. Cause you're actually going in with other people at the same time. So it kind of feels like a class, you know, you're going in there and you're with these people. So. That's awesome. Yeah, do that. The online, t- that's great that you're educating yourself and putting yourself out there to the so you learn and can you progress and grow. So that's great. One of the things I've always not been great at as well is it's fine to read the book and then well, what I'll do, I'll reread it again because I'll get more information in. I think one thing I've been bad at is actually put into practice what you've been learning. So I think that's the thing I've been trying to do more and more over the past six months as well is to go right and i've learned that now right i need to put it into practice instead of yeah i learned it cool you, there's no point in learning it if you're not actually gonna try and act on it so i try and if i've learned something i try and, and act on it as soon as i can while it's still fresh so i think that's been a big thing i've been i've been pushing for you know who does that uh cliff ravenscraft oh right yeah yeah yeah, yeah i actually got to interview him for my show not too long ago and he actually talks about in the show where he will read a book, but he'll only read until he finds something that he wants to act on. He'll put the book down and then go act on it. Oh, nice. Like that. Instead of reading through the book, just to say you read through the book, act on something as soon as you come across something that flips that switch. That way you don't forget about it. And then later on, go back. He told me he's like in the middle of like 52 books or something like that. Because every time he reads through <laughs> something, he wants to act on. So he puts the book down. So anyway. So yeah, that's good. Interesting, interesting. So um, we're going to transition to a different question here. Uh, in the six or so <laughs> since the last time I talked to you, months, <laughs> um, uh, what pitfalls are? Now you might have touched on this already, but what pitfalls of crises have you actually come across in that time? I think one for me again. A lot of this shows probably about mindset this time. I think one of the things I've done, especially maybe quite soon after our episode, is. I've been very, very harsh on myself and very, very critical when things haven't been going as you want. I think that's been a real, again, like me, the power of the subconscious mind and the way I talk to myself and things like that. I think I, I did get very frustrated when things aren't working as quick as I want or it's not progressing as I'd like. Um, and it's such a hard thing to, running a software product is really, really difficult to get people on board. And when it doesn't work, I've just been like, God, why, why can I not do this? I'm feeling at this. So I think that's been a um, a big stumbling block for me is is sort of dealing with the frustration and 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 not being too harsh on myself and actually trying to be a bit more realistic in what I'm doing. I think that's been a, a real challenge and something I've been trying to overcome. Yeah, and I think uh, a couple of things were dealing with customer feedback. So I said about the product updates, it's something that I kept putting off. So I think one of the big pitfalls was Again, and acting on something, when you get feedback, actually start putting it into product or take that feedback on board and then, and then go on from there. So I think you've had a, I've actually put a few things in and earlier instead of going, right, I'll do that later on. I think I could be a little bit further forward with that, the product in terms of the development. And I think the big one for me, which we touched on, was sort of who to target, who to actually build it for and then get it in front of. I think it's been a real challenge that I perhaps picked the wrong market first. Again, second-guessing myself. So again, it goes back to sort of mindset and belief. The people I started building it for originally, 
I've actually never actually marketed it to them. I've always gone like, oh no, they won't. They won't like the product. They won't do this. They won't do that. It won't be for them. They won't like it. Instead of just going right, okay, get it to them and then see what they actually say. So I think going back to this person when I was building the reporting suite in it, I had this person in mind who I was building it for, and I've never actually targeted that person. So I really need to. I've been trying to work on getting that like nice and rounded. And then this year, I'm trying to actively promote it to that sort of person. So I think that's been a real challenge for me and something I've been trying to having to to cross the bridge and, and get over the chasm on that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Have you, and you probably have, but I'm going to ask this question anyway. Have you actually thought about um, constructing your avatar for your product where you get to that one person that's specifically for your product? Um, have, have you done that? Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to lean over. So I've actually got... I've got um, a one-pager that's actually like the bullet point of that person, the overview of that person. And then I've got a so a good tip for someone is I watched a YouTube video of a guy known as the billion-dollar copywriter, and he gave a great tip is write a like two, three-page sort of biography of this person as you are actually that person. Don't say, Phil is a software developer. You say, oh, I'm Phil, I'm a software developer. You actually write it as if you're that person. So I've actually done that as well so i've got that documented and then sort of um, a picture of them as well i found a picture who, who i try and think it's that's the person who I've, I've made so the avatar i've been i've been building that up over the past few months to try and really hone in on, on to who i want to speak to when i'm i'm talking about elementary analytics nice that's awesome i'm glad you're doing that i've i've been having to do the same thing where i'm trying to see where i want to target my podcast to right now it's just just entrepreneurs but i think that if I kind of narrow that down, niche that down just a little bit more, I'd be able to kind of maybe grow a little bit myself. Yeah. Don't get so hard on yourself. That's actually one thing that I've been learning. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. one thing I've actually been learning about myself as well, too. So I'm right with you on that because of uh, the rebrand that I've had to do. I've really kind of got down on myself on, on not producing the way I want to produce and doing things I want to do. And instead of taking that in a negative approach, uh, I'm trying to turn it into a positive in some way, shape or form. So during the uh, during my time where I was not actually putting anything out, I was improving my show, changing it a little bit, and uh, finishing the rebrand. So instead of being so hard on myself, hey, you had to shut down, you had to shut down, but you've made these improvements. And it sounds like you did something very similar to that too. So don't get too hard on yourself. It's all a learning process. This is all stuff you've heard from many bigger people than me, I'm sure. But <laughs> and yeah, um, I think. Uh- yeah, no, so I think one of the things that I think you've probably gone through as well, I think I just said to myself now, as long as I've come up with something, I've, I've planned out the same week, that this is what I think will help to move it forward. As long as you've executed on that and you're working towards trying to move it, make it move forward, you don't necessarily know whether that's going to be successful. That's all you can do and just try and look at if that's actually moving the needle slightly. And I think, just looking at that as as long as I'm working towards it, that's all you can do. And, and I think you should be satisfied with that instead of beating yourself up when you haven't got 10 signups from a blog post that you've done or whatever. So I, th- I think that's one of the things I've just been really sort of telling myself that you can't do any more than actually try and move it forward. Um, and that, that seems to have helped me definitely. Good, good. That's awesome. That's some great stuff. Thank you very much for telling for you know talking about that. I know kind of sometimes it's a little rough to look, you know, within. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be tough. It can be tough, yeah. So um, here's an interesting question for you. If you could talk to yourself six months ago, kind of go back in a time machine and talk to yourself six months ago, what would you tell yourself? Where do you get these questions, Jesse? Um, Up here. <laughs> I think one of the things would be, uh, I think, just be a bit kinder to yourself. Um, I've written on my, on my whiteboard, uh, be kind to yourself, step back, build a realistic and sustainable business and life. And I think that's something that's come recently. And I think I'd have, I'd have, I'd have said that to myself six months ago. Um, instead of trying to trying to do all things, trying to be very driven and and sort of right, just like push forward. I think even just what I've learned over the last six months, probably that would be from a personal level. And I also think probably just probably I think it just touched on it and act on the on the feedback a bit earlier instead of going because in, I kept hearing the same thing over and over again about the product, mm-hmm. and it wasn't till sort of November that I really sort of started getting it implemented. So I think I'd have probably just listened and 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 acted on that feedback a bit earlier as well. I think. So I think I'd have said that to myself: if you hear something and act on it earlier, instead of just getting it. All oh, right, I'm hearing that again. I'm hearing that again. I'm hearing that again. So. All right. So that, well, that goes right into my saying: I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. You want to do things now, right when you're thinking about it. So. Yeah. So do you remember what your goals were? Your six month goals. When we talked on the podcast last time, do you remember what they were? I think it was to quit my job. Yeah. One of them. <laughs> I was one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I can't remember the other ones. Uh, the one was to have uh, to have. Uh, I think it was a certain amount of signups. Okay. Per week or something like that. It was like a, a goal you had set for yourself to have like ten signups a week or something along those lines. If I remember right. Yeah, I've still got that written down. That's still. That's still ongoing. That's still ongoing. Um, again, that's been um, a bit of a challenge. That's it's better than it was. So there's probably one or two a week, but yeah, it's not it's not the uh, the level I want it to yet. That's okay. I mean, you're still making a lot of progress, especially since the last time we talked. So don't don't get oh, yeah, so hard on yourself, definitely. Phil. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and are you st- are you still actually working at your job? I am, yeah. I'm, I'm still working. Um, I think we've got a few more customers on Elementary Analytics um, than when we last spoke. And again, the enterprise customers come on board, which has been an amazing switch from the pricing model. But it's not at the levels where I can I can quit my job yet. And for, interestingly enough, um, sort of when I started thinking about the product improvements I wanted to do, I set myself five goals of product improvement. And so one of them, the last goal was to actually quit my job and what the numbers needed to be. Mm-hmm. To quit my job, working on like a hundred pound a day, and it, and the numbers aren't astronomical. So I think I've just got a target that I just need to keep. So I've chugging along too. That's right. Keep your eye on the prize there, because that, that's that way you can you know where you're headed. Yeah, yeah. So so interestingly, the 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 sort of the top four goals have been hit. Like I think the fourth goal was to make sure that the business was basically the the business was paying for itself. Everything I needed to run the business was being covered by subscriptions. That's been hit. So that just leaves target number five now, which is get enough money in a month to to be able to quit your job. And I don't know whether we mentioned this on the last podcast, but if you just run the numbers, um, it would be mean I'm, I'm taking a pay cut from what I'm currently paid. But at the end of the day, the goal is to to run your own software product. So you might have to take a step back to go forward. So when I ran the numbers, it wasn't 
was the 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 number of subscribers isn't isn't something that scares me. Let's put it that way. Good. Good. That's really good. And then with your um with your price change too, I'm sure that's kind of changed how that all works out as well, too. So yeah, yeah. So that's what I've I've done is I've done it'd be this many customers at the low price point, this many customers at the middle price point, this many customers at the enterprise price point. So you've got a, an idea of how far far you can you can move things. So all right, that's great. So we're gonna do something here. Uh we're gonna now set goals for a year. We're gonna sit down just to kind of get an idea of what your what your look outlook is for the year uh that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So uh, what goals do you have, say, for the next year? I've said it's probably a, a little bit un, unrealistic, but for the, the target I want to get so I can quit my job, I've given myself to the end of March to do that. Um, so that's quite a target. But if that gets extended to six months to 12 months, yeah, that's that's fine. Like I say, just, you can't beat yourself up about it because it isn't what we're finding. Like You probably find all your other guys, entrepreneurship isn't a... It's not how long is a piece of string. The string could go on for years. You don't, you don't know. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's the short-term one. And then a goal I've had for a long time is to have um, hit 100K a year in online sales. So that'll be, that's kind of like, what did I listen to on another podcast? So they said, um, so they used an American football analogy. So what's your Super Bowl goal and what's your Hall of Fame goal? So I've got a Super Bowl goal of of, of getting to like a hundred thousand income a year, but the, the the sort of play with a month goal is to to quit my job. There so then, then the sort of then the sort of the two the two goals I've got for the next twelve months. That's great. Good goals to have. Yeah, definitely. I know. I still got. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that string analogy I just had, and, and my brain said the string may be like a mile long, but it's the strength of the string that really makes the difference. I don't yeah. I don't know how that would work. It sounds good. I like it. We'll go with it. Okay. No, I think I think yeah, I think you make a great point there because if you've got a little thin piece of string, which is your determination and, and your consistency and how you want to stick to it, your string could be a mile long, but as soon as you're pulling it, it snaps because then you give up and you just go, right, well, that's it, it's done. If you say like you it's like a rope, you've got a mile of rope and the rope is your determination, your willpower, your consistency and your ability to learn and all these things that make it up to it. You can carry on pulling that rope for the mile, two miles, three miles. So I think, yeah, I think you're right with the way you thought about it. Definitely. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to use that from now on. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. So at this point, I think it's about time. We're going to go ahead and have you advertise yourself. Once again, Philip, this is your time to shine. Let's go ahead and uh, hear about your product and how we can get a hold of you and your product. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Jesse. So if you want to go and visit the website for the product, the product's called Elementary Analytics. So go to elementaryanalytics.com. And we've actually got a special offer for people. If they go to elementaryanalytics.com forward slash rev, so forward slash IEV, We've got a free ebook that you can download called The Social Media Marketing Revolution, which helps people navigate how they can grow the business using social media. So we've got a free gift for all of Jesse's listeners there. So that's elementaryanalytics.com forward slash REV. All right. Short for revolution. So that's that's live at the minute. So you can go to that. Um, and Elementary Analytics, if you're struggling with all the social media data, all your website data, or uh, how well you're ranking in Google search, Elementary Analytics pulls it all into one dashboard for you that you can see it in 
one place. You can drill a little deeper if you need to. And one of the things that a lot of these big companies like Google and Facebook don't do, they don't tell you how you're performing it, whether it's gone up, whether it's gone down. Mm-hmm. What we've done with elementary analytics is you've got a little green arrow that shows that you've got you've improved this month compared to last month. So you, you know instantly, visually, people are very visual that things are going up and down. You don't need to do it once. All your data is there. You can produce reports. You get emails that will tell you how the last week's been going. We're even working on a feature called the Insights uh, email, which will go, okay, your website's got an increase in visits over the past 24 hours. Here's what we think the reasons could be. So we're just trying to make it easier for people to see what efforts they're doing and what that response is in, in terms of building your business and your website up because it's so difficult to see across all these platforms. We're taking all this, distilling it down into five key pieces of information per platform and then just giving you what does that actually mean? Is it growing? Is it getting worse? And here's what's helping you grow if it is growing. If you want to reach out to me, you could go to um, my website, which is philh.co.uk. So that's my personal blog. And that has a link to all my social media platforms that I'm on. But go to LinkedIn. I'm, I'm most active on LinkedIn at the moment. So just find me on LinkedIn. Um, if you go to phil-tech, that'll be me. That's that, That'll take you straight to me on LinkedIn. So that's, that, that's the best place to reach out to me on social media. All right. That's fantastic. Phil, I want to thank so much for actually putting the uh, elementaryanalytics.com backslash rev for us. Get some great information there. I'm going to go ahead and have that into the show notes as well as how we can go ahead and get a hold of elementary analytics and how to get a hold of Phil if anybody has any questions. Everybody hang in there just a little bit longer. We're going to go ahead and have a wrap up. Philip, thank you very much for everything that you've done. And we're going to go ahead and and it's going to be a while. So hopefully things go okay. We're going to try to follow up within a year if you, if that's okay with you. Is that all right? Oh yeah, brilliant. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on again. Pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Scoob Believer. <laughs> right ladies and gentlemen once again that was philip hughes man it was so good to talk to philip again and see how he's come about with his entrepreneur adventure and what he's been doing for the last six or so months Uh, it's just been a great great story to follow up and listen to so i hope you all took something away from that i certainly did and uh, i guess he really likes my questions Uh, he (laughs) he actually commented uh, about my questions on the first interview and this interview too so I hope everybody learned something at that point. All right. So I'm going to just do a quick thing here. And uh, I've actually received my first couple of five-star reviews, which I'm really super excited about. Um, It's good to see that people are listening and really liking what I'm doing. So I want to give a special thanks to Dinair. I hope I'm saying that right. D-E-A-N-E-R-O-H. And Kugatar. 14 for two amazing five-star reviews that was left on Apple iPod podcast. So thank you so much, y'all. I really, really do appreciate it. And I actually got my very first donation for uh, my podcast, and I'm really super excited about that. Uh, From Walter, 
Walter, thank you so, so much for your donation. It's definitely going to go to great use. If anybody else wants to do the same thing, uh, <laughs> it's completely up to you. Uh, even if it's only a dollar, I'm happy with it. And I'll be able to say your name on my podcast as well, too. So if anybody wants to do that, go to my website, uepodcast.net. Click on Be a Contributor uh, tab on the top there of the website. We'll see how it goes from there. Another thing I want to let you in on here a little bit is I'm starting to kind of put together my first solo episode. That's right. My first solo episode. I'm kind of brainstorming it right now. Uh, You should be hopefully hearing it either in my next show or the one after that, depending on when I can actually get it all put together. So we're going to see how that plays out. All right, everybody. Thank you so, so much for another great episode. And we'll see you next time around. Thank you, Scoop Believers. Have a good night. (laughs) Hello there. DJ Scoob here. And I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now. I've seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.